listening to the My Pet Podcast, the show for pet lovers of Australia and around the world. Hey, you're listening to the My Pet Podcast. I'm Aria and I'm here with our resident vet, Dr. Glenn. Hello. How are you? I'm well. That's good to hear. Um, before we get started, this is just general advice um, for advice specific um, to, for your pet and to your pet's needs. Um, have a chat to your pet's treating vet. Sounds good. So um, today we're going to talk about heart failure, yep. um, which is um, yeah something not not too um, not too fun to discuss. It's not, it's not a happy subject, but no. it's really bloody common, unfortunately. So yeah, yeah it needs needs a, a big touch point. Yeah. Yep. So how common is it? Um, we think about seven percent of dogs have got heart failure at any one time. Seven. And seven. Yep. Wow. And thirty percent of dogs die of heart failure. Thirty percent. Thirty percent of adult dogs. Yeah. So if you make it to adulthood, thirty percent are going to die of heart failure. Wow. Um, so that's, that's pretty high numbers. That's a lot. So yeah. a lot of people are going to be um, coming across this at one point yep. or another. It's, a, pet, it's a discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. What are the causes of heart failure? Yep. Um, I mean, the most common cause we see is um, myxomatous heart valve disease, mitral heart valve disease, um, mostly in small dogs, um, and it's where the heart valve just gets damaged over time through wear and tear, collagen synthesis, degeneration, just a multitude of things. Um, Old age kind of wearing down. Age is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Genetics is part of it. Age is part of it. Um, Other obesity is part of it. Diet's part of it. Lots of things yeah. input into it, but yeah, causes valve degeneration, which causes um, fluid dynamics changes and and heart failure at the yeah. end of it. Yeah, yeah, um, which is not cool. Yeah, um, and so um, there, so there's sort of like the normal wear and tear and a genetic cause. There's a genetic component to it, yeah. yeah, because we see it a lot more in small breed dogs and large breed dogs. So it's genetics because some breeds are more prone. Yeah, okay, um, and. Um, King Charles calves are horribly prone to it. Yeah. Um, like a hundred percent of them have got it by the time they're ten years Aww. of age. Um, which is um, yeah, there's very, very few that get away without having that. Aww. Yeah. Um, but yeah, small breed dogs get it more commonly. Yep. Um, that particular problem. And it's the most common um, heart disease that we see. Yeah. Yep. And what are the what are the, so are there other less common causes or, or ones that you see less nowadays? Yeah, like um, genetic Dilated cardiac myopathy, so that's where um, more so large breed dogs, Dobermans in particular, but there's yeah. a few other breeds that, that um, are predisposed to it. But again, yeah. it's more of a large breed dog, just bigger hearts tend to get um, that problem more frequently and it's the actual heart muscle problem. The heart muscle just gets um, thinner and weaker and floppy basically yeah. and hearts gets bigger and unable to pump blood as efficiently yeah. um, and that's largely genetic basically. There's yeah. sort of a – a subtype of that, a non-genetic dilated cardiac myopathy, um, which um, has only sort of come to light relatively recently, like in um, 2019, 2020. Wow. Um, it, it is a nutritional dilated cardiac myopathy. Okay. Um, so, and it's reversible because the genetic one's not reversible. You yep. put on medications and treat it, but it still usually kills them. Um, the nutritional one is induced by a couple of different diets or yep. some diets that we're not really sure of. Yep. Um, and if you change their diet, um, you can reverse most of them. So okay. it's it's treatable if wow. you get it early enough through dietary change and supplementation, which is which is both good and bad. Yeah. 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 Um, and – what about heartworm? Can it be a cause of heart failure? Definitely, yep. Although um, it's one that we probably don't see that much of now that we've yeah, got good preventatives. Depends where you are. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a lot less than there used to be. Yeah. Um, I 
used to be in practice and see them on a daily basis wow. um, in southeast Queensland. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we've got yearly in- injections now and monthly preventatives, so that's made it a lot easier than just the old daily tablets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's still out there. Like the further you go north in Australia, the more mosquitoes, which breed heartworms, so the more problems you've got. Um, yeah. So it's still out there. It's not as common as it used to be, but definitely um, it's still a, a major cause of heart failure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I've, I've heard the term congenital heart failure, but yep. I, don't, I don't actually know what that means. Yeah, look, I mean, there's bad luck situations, like there's the, the classic hole in the heart, like from a puppy, um, where you've got a heart murmur, and is that uh, a faulty heart valve from birth? Um, is that something that they occasionally grow out of, like it's just a, a, a um, neonatal problem mm. with the, the blood vessels that used to go to the umbilical cord and maintain blood supply to the, the puppy in the womb sort of thing, yep. don't close off properly, wow. but then it slowly closes over the first several weeks of their life, so it, it, it fixes itself. Yep. Um, and then there's um, yeah true congenital problems where you've got a non-self-healing hole in the heart okay. or a aortic stenosis, like a, a narrowing of a blood vessel um, that causes troubles over time. Yep. Um, and some of those you'll pick up as a heart murmur in a puppy and it gets worse and it kills them when they're a year old or 18 months old sort of thing yeah. you know, because of the, the changes in the heart. So, yeah. But they're not very common. I mean, it's one of the things we we look at, you know, for your first puppy vaccinations and second yep. puppy vaccinations, like on those initial examinations, yep. um, and that's where you'll pick it up. Yeah. 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 Well, that's good. Um, so um, there's – you mentioned a few risk factors in terms of breed um, and that there's some nutrition. Um, what are other risk factors of, of heart failure? I mean, obviously heart disease is – Yeah, I mean, it, it depends on which sort of heart problem you're looking at. But, I mean, really the congenital – sorry, the um, breed-related ones, like the small breed dog one, okay – the genetics is part of it, but there's also, I mean, if they're a beast for all their life, it's just more stress and wear and tear on the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, there's got, you know, if they are overweight, they're more likely to have um, organ system disease at the same time. So if they've got more um, oxidative stress in the system, um, does that influence the, the actual heart valves themselves? Because the heart valves, they just degenerate over time. Yeah. If you're looking at the mitral valve problem, yeah. um, and they just, instead of being nice little crisp parachutes that seal shut as the heart contracts, you just get um, rounding and scarring and narrowing of those um, of those heart valve yeah. cusps, the ends of them, yeah. um, and then it gets more complicated. Well, okay, if the dog's unhealthy from other things, does that degenerate faster? Um, yeah. If the dog's got crappy teeth um, and there's bacteria involved, it doesn't directly usually – um, migrate to the heart valves. Occasionally, you can get bacterial infection on the heart valves um, purely from bacteria in the bloodstream, from teeth, or from diarrhea troubles, or any way that bacteria gets in the bloodstream. Yeah. But it's more so okay if you've got crappy teeth and that um, constant load of infection and inflammation yeah. in the body. Um, just does it accelerate the degeneration of those heart valves? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, unhealthy dogs get more stuff wrong with them, and heart valve problems. Troubles is probably part of that. Yeah, 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 yeah that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what are the signs and symptoms of, of heart failure? I mean, classic symptoms of, okay, if your heart's not working properly, it's responsible for pumping blood. So um, if you haven't got enough blood pumping, exercise intolerance, like just yeah. being less able to exercise effectively. If your body hasn't got enough oxygen because the heart's not working properly, um, you know, the body responds by breathing deeper and more frequently yeah. to try and 
oxygenate things more, so increase respiratory rate sort of at rest. Yeah. Um, so yeah. like heavy, fast breathing. Yeah, heavier breathing, like just, you know, exercising more. And some people put it down to, because, I mean, it's often older dogs that get yeah. heart troubles. Okay, is it, is it just old dog stuff or is it actually heart stuff? So, I mean, until it gets really bad, sometimes it doesn't get picked up on. But certainly yeah. exercise intolerance, um, one thing we talk about is resting respiratory rate. So when yeah. your dog's asleep and it's not hot and they're, they're not just resting, they're actually out to it and asleep, yeah. um, how many breaths a minute are they taking? Yeah. Um, a normal pet takes like five to 15 breaths a minute. Um, if that's pushing 20, 25, 30, okay, there's probably something wrong. Yeah. And if it's over 30 breaths a minute, well, that's really something wrong. Yeah. So some people look at their dogs and just well, they're asleep and they're just breathing faster than they used to. Yeah. Um, and it's one of the things that we – can do at home to measure yeah. cardiovascular function as well. So, yeah, breathing more basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes if you've got enough troubles, it's syncope where the dog's exercising and it just faints from lack of oxygen. I mm. mean, that's not great if that happens. No. Um, and it doesn't happen that often. Um, certainly the fluid dynamics change and coughing's a big part of it. Yes. Um, and it's not um, a hearty, chesty cough as a rule it's quite a weak cough um, yeah and usually with a eh, like the red, yeah like red the gag yeah at the end. Um, yeah and often when they've been lying down or asleep and they move and the fluid moves a little bit and so it's often if they've been resting and they cough just after that yeah um, sometimes it's an exercise but yeah coughing's a you know a big part of it yeah um, and sometimes they get to where you look at their tongue when they're panting and their gums are cyanosed a bit bit blue um, yeah not as vivid pink um, as they used to be yeah um Um, with the taking the respiratory rate at mm -hmm. home um one of the team at vet and pet has a a dog with some heart problems and she actually has an app yep where she that she uses to track the respiratory rate yep Um, i think she may be a client of yours (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's definitely a good idea and if nothing else for peace of mind yeah Um, and you know if your pet's been diagnosed with heart troubles it's one of the monitoring you can do at home yeah. because the other monitoring stuff is taking X-rays and doing ultrasounds mm-hmm. and like more invasive procedures. But mm-hmm. it's something you can you can do at home you know, every you know, couple of weeks or yeah. you know, every once a week, and, and something that can for peace of mind. If it's normal, well, well the heart's probably fine. If yeah. it's abnormal, it's a good reason to get stuff checked. Yeah. Um, are there any associated weight changes or, or anything with with heart disease, heart failure? Yeah, look, can be weight loss or weight gain. Okay. Um, I'm going to say weight gain. Um, like they can accumulate fluid. Um, yeah. So the scale weight goes up. Oftentimes you'll see them like they're wasting away on the top, so like they're lacking muscle and because the body's not working properly and often the kidneys aren't working properly, mm. the liver's not working properly because the blood supply is not working. Yeah. Um, but they're accumulating fluid in the lungs and, and often in the belly, so you'll get this pot-bellied appearance. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, it's condition and it's weight. Yeah. Um, they lose weight because they're unwell, yeah. um, so nothing's working well. So they can you know, drop weight and drop muscle and – feel worse and look worse, mm. um, but sometimes the scale weight will actually stay the same or increase mm. because of the fluid. And, you know, in extreme cases, you know, puppies can have, you know, a couple of litres of fluid in their abdomen and it's mm. just they're just walking around water balloons basically oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, because the blood's not going where it's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. So what are the treatment options for heart failure? Well, you get a diagnosis for a yeah. start um, yeah. and, and that – can be relatively simple initially and can be more complicated as well. Um, but, yeah, if you've got any ideas of that, it's okay, go to your vet, um, get a diagnosis, and, and you start with a clinical exam, what's the heart rate, is there a heart murmur, um, and that tells you, okay, is there a heart valve problem or is there a turbulence problem? Because mm-hmm. the heart murmur is just um, blood turbulence. So that's either 
going through a narrow space faster than it should so then it swirls and makes a noise yep. um, or the heart valve being faulty and instead of all the blood going forward, it's it's squirting back through the heart valve yeah, okay. and again causing turbulence. So what do you mean by turbulence? So uh, if you think of water going through a hose, yep. it's sort of all going in the same direction yeah. but then if the water goes through a hose and it goes into a bigger area, you start to get swirling. Right, and okay. when I'm listening to a heart, it should be lub-dub-lub-dub. Yeah. And that's the heart valves, the two different sides of the heart, effectively, um, the heart valve shutting. So it's just dub-dub-dub-dub-dub-dub. Yeah. A murmur is dub-dub. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's just... Yeah, like the washing and, machine and you can't sound. Hear anything else. And some of these pets, especially little dogs, like you'll, you'll put your hand on their chest and you can just feel this... It's a thrill. It's a turbulence. Yeah. It's it's just like a vibration, um, yeah. and that's the heart murmur. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, um, so yeah, clinically you'll you'll pick that up. Yeah. Um, often you'll get a um, elevated heart rate, um, and that's indicating sometimes, but sometimes they're worried at the vets, and and that's a bit hard to interpret. But I mean, if it's you know twice as fast as it should be in a dog at rest, well, okay, there's something mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the dilated cardiac myopathies, you'll get quite a a, a quiet heart sound, like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nothing's pumping as effectively as it should be, so it's a, a, a quieter heart sound, pulse quality, um, increased lung sounds like this fluid building up um, that can certainly you know, be click, picked up clinically. Yeah. And then it's, okay, start doing tests, um, which is if the heart's enlarged, you'll pick it up on an X-ray yeah. um, and you don't want it to be enlarged because if it's enlarged, it's trying to get bigger, get more muscular to do a better job. Um, and we talk about compensated heart failure, mm-hmm. um, they can compensate by getting bigger and changing stuff to, to work more efficiently and then they run out of wiggle room and they crash in a big heap. Yeah, okay. um, so you're trying to get it before it gets to that. Yeah. Um, the murmurs, you, you want ideally to get a cardiac ultrasound done so they can actually do a Doppler and measure, okay, how much blood's going in what direction, how fast it's going, how much actual blood's escaping back through the valves yeah, okay. um, and that dictates, okay, do we – need medication because it's a serious heart murmur or is it just a little bit of blood being really turbulent, making a big noise, but it's not actually much in the scheme of things. It might only be a 3% um, change in the heart dynamics. So, okay, we just don't need medication at the moment. We check it in 12 months' time. So the treatment really depends on... The, the diagnosis. Treatment depends on the diagnosis. And, I mean, some of those have got similar medications that we use. Yep. Um, I mean, there's um, positive ionotropes that um, – they're all prescription medications that mm. makes the heart muscle work more effectively and efficiently without using more oxygen. So yep. that's of benefit. Um, there's ACE inhibitors that dilate the blood vessels downstream from the heart. So for each time the heart contracts, there's less resistance in the blood vessels, so more blood goes forward. Yep. So it's more effective. Yep. Um, we use diuretics quite commonly to, to change um, the fluid dynamics mm-hmm. and make them make the pet pee more and drink more, but it reduces their blood volume, shifts fluid out of the lungs, shifts fluid out of the abdomen. Um, just again, we're just trying to increase efficiency. Yeah. And that's the main thing. And some of those, like sometimes you've got a dilated heart and you get arrhythmias and um, ECGs and those, and more tests to diagnose those and there's specific medications for specific conditions. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's usually make the heart beat better, um, reduce the resistance to forward blood flow, reduce the fluid if it's there, and yeah. if it's not there, well, they don't need diuretics, and sometimes specific drugs for specific conditions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the main things. And obviously heartworm, treat the heartworm. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Um, you know, with it being so common, um, I guess one of the, the things with that is that 
if people have got a pet with heart failure, they're not alone and a lot of other people have gone through it and yep. a lot of vets are, you know, probably very used to treating it and there's been a lot of research to Absolutely. try and make life more, more comfortable for, for doggies with heart failure. And, and as most things veterinary, we're changing our ideas on stuff all the time and, yep. and medications that we did use 20 years ago, we're not using now and there's new, new medications coming out and sometimes they're good medications, sometimes they're not that effective, um, but that's where um, just yeah, being guided by the specialist to some extent and your vet yeah. um, and getting regular checks because yeah. if we say, okay, 30% of dogs are going to get heart problems, particularly murmurs being the most important, most common form, okay, if you're getting regular vet checks you know, at least every 12 months, yep. preferably every six months as they become older, yeah. if you get it early and diagnose it early, okay, is it anything to worry about or not? Yep. And if it's not, that's awesome. And if it is, the earlier you intervene with medication, you know, it, it's all about a longer, happier life. That's right. And, and you can extend longer, happier lives by, um, well, months or years yeah. using the right medication. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and yeah, the diagnostics help because you don't want to be on medication that you don't need. Exactly, um, yeah. And look, it, some of the medication is relatively expensive, yeah. um, but it's, it's pretty important as well. Yeah. yeah. My little old dog, I think you picked up his heart murmur when he was about – Eight or nine, yep. um, and he'd been on medication for a couple of years when he passed away yep. at fifteen. Um, but he still hadn't gone into heart failure yep. at that point. So that's the thing. It's like we just we, okay. We're trying to have it cause as little trouble as possible, and something's going to catch up with him at some stage. But yeah. yeah, we can only do what we can do something about. And we yep. know heart failure. Yeah, happy lives are extended through medication appropriately administered yeah yeah yeah. well that's great well thanks so much for sharing your knowledge with us and um yeah is there any other points you want you want to cover about heart failure before we wrap this up i don't think so i mean it's i mean it's a really yeah it's really terrible disease Um, i mean and it's usually not curable um there's usually decisions at the end of the day that need to be made sometimes because it, it's usually you find the problem, you diagnose it, you start on one medication, that works for a while and then it's not enough, so you start on two medications and that's not enough and you go again. Um, at some stage it's not going to be enough. But if your pet is happy, that's what we're here for. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And those hearts do a lot of loving. Absolutely. So we've got to look after them. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs>